This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey guys, it's Laura and Angela. We are about to start this week's show, but first we want to thank our sponsor, BarkBox. BarkBox is a delivery of four to six natural treats and super fun toys curated around a surprise theme each month. It's amazing. Uh, This month's theme was apple orchards, and it was so cute. There was a dog toy in there that was a pumpkin spice latte, and I was like, oh my God, Sam's obsessed with it. And I'm like, you're such a basic bitch. It wasn't a pumpkin spice latte. Maybe it was. I don't know. It just had the initials. (laughs) PSL. It probably was a pumpkin spice latte. (laughs) If not, they need to hire me. They do. (laughs) They also had apples like in a in like a basket. But like the basket is like fabric of a dog toy. And then inside is apples. So I can like throw out the individual apples. And Sam is also obsessed with that, of course. And she loves the treats, but that's a no-brainer. Were were there pumpkin or apple-flavored treats? There were campfire and this like duck-flavored. Oh, sounds delicious. Duck's kind of like, you know, to go with like Thanksgiving-themed. Yeah. And then like campfire is like, it's that time of year. Do do you eat duck on Thanksgiving? Well, you know, I'm like very (laughs) vegan now. (laughs) I eat salmon though, so Got I guess it. I'm not being. I guess technically a pescatarian, but whatever. We're not talking about me. Any We're talking about bird. my dog eats anything. Um, I'm very excited to have BarkBox in my life because I, I I know many dogs, and now this is a good gift. The holidays are coming up. I'm just trying to decide if this counts as a gift for the dog or the human. Both. I I said I whenever I get BarkBox, I don't know who's more excited, Sam or or me. Yeah. Uh, so every month, BarkBox Paw picks the best all-natural treats and innovative toys to match a dog's unique needs, including allergies and heavy chewer preferences. All edibles are made in the USA or Canada, and 100% of their products are tested on animals, their own. BarkBox is a great way to ver- try a variety of treats and toys from local and small businesses that you may not otherwise be able to find. It's very fun. And we are hooking it up for a free extra month of BarkBox. Visit BarkBox.com single. When you subscribe to a 6 or 12 month plan, you will get that free extra month of BarkBox. That's BarkBox.com single. Now, now let's, let's start, start the, the show. show. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Welcome to the This Is Why You're Single podcast. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Spera. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we highlight a different dating topic. This week's episode is falling too fast. Yes. Also on the lineup, we're talking about what's new in dating news, why canceling plans feels so good, and the Museum of Broken Relationships released a book that will make you cry harder than watching The Notebook, Angela. Great. Sounds like a fun time. (laughs) Fun read. Then we're diving into the mailbox to read some of the craziest messages that you guys have received and sent us, and we're going to answer a listener question. But first, Angela, what is going on in your week? It's just you and I... It hasn't been you and I in quite a while. I know. I don't even know what's going on in your life. All I know is that the world is falling apart around us. Yeah, we've been, uh, you know, you want to kind of avoid the news because every every uh, media person seems to have turned out to be the devil. 
Yeah, I I recently tweeted, not to quote my own Twitter. But, oh my God. But basically. Barf. Every You're time, quoting your own tweet. I am. But every time I see someone's name trending, I assume that they are either a monster or dead. And if I like them, I hope that they're dead. <laughs> That's the terrible world that we're living in. It's true. So many predators out there. It's pretty scary. It's a horrifying time for women. I mean, this has been happening for a long time, but... But uh, I mean, it's great. It's great that that people are being brave enough to come forward. Yeah, I I was talking with my friends recently, and we all actually did note that we have noticed a decline in catcalling. And I mean, who knows? Maybe you're just getting old. Lasting power. Yeah, maybe I'm just (laughs) getting old. No, but even like you know, when you see it happen to other people, and I think I don't think that anybody's had like a you know a moral epiphany. I think that they're like, oh no, there are repercussions. I don't want to get in trouble. Which is great. So whatever works. Everybody coming forward, super, super brave. Props yeah. to them. They're braver than me. So yeah, we we just, and any of our other listeners that are also struggling with like coming forward or not coming forward or just seeing all the news and feeling really fucking triggered. Yes. We just want you guys to know we're thinking about you. We are. We're going to try and not talk too much about we, we can't. This shit. is a comedy podcast. We want this to be your escapism. So that's all we're going to say for now. But yeah, we just want you guys to know we're thinking of you. Yes. Thinking of you. We've been triggered too. And our, and, uh, yes. <laughs> and yes. <laughs> and yes. Everybody is hella brave. And um, you're and, e- you're either and, hella brave or horrifying. Yeah. And I mean that about the, the men. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the patriarchy. <laughs> all right. On that note, Angela, what's new in your life? Well, I I moved. We kind of have hinted at it, uh, but we've had guests, so we couldn't like get into it. No, and it's funny. Real quick, I want to say we asked a bunch of episodes ago. We asked all the listeners to email us and let us know whether you like when we have guests on or whether you like when it's just us. And the overwhelming response from every person that emailed us to tell us what they thought was that they liked a mix. Yeah. So which was cool. That's what we're gonna keep doing. That's what we're gonna keep doing, but we've had so many guests on recently, so we wanted to make sure we got one in where it's just you and I and we can really get down to Laura and Angela time. Yeah. So anyway, so you yes, you moved. I moved. I'm so freaking happy, you guys, because I don't live with five hundred people anymore. <laughs> That's an exaggeration. But I was living with five people and that was way too many. So now it's just me and my boyfriend Ian. This is a huge a huge milestone. I know you don't feel like it is because you think, oh, I've already been living with Ian. It's not a big deal. When I was like, Angela, like, how have things changed? You're like, oh, we already lived together. I was like, not on your own. This is different. Yeah, it is different. I mean, weirdly, the most different thing is I'm like scared to be in our apartment alone because <laughs> normally I'm used to just like people in and out constantly. So now I'm like, oh my God, like was our building built on like a graveyard? Like why do I feel so creeped out every time I'm here and realizing it's just because it's like quiet. So when I come home every night, I check all the closets to make sure there isn't a murderer in them. When you said that the biggest thing that's changed, I thought your answer was going to be, we have sex all over the apartment, on the, um, ki- on the kitchen counters, on no. the couch, in the living room. No, I kind of, you know, in the back of my mind, I thought maybe life would be like that, but it's not. And I think it's because, you know, it was recently renovated and it looks really clean and pretty. And I think we're both just like, Ugh, I, I want the countertops to be clean and new. You don't want to get <laughs> come all over them. <laughs> 
Yes. I hope I hope your mom's listening <laughs> to this episode. No. So like, I don't know. Like, I think that's more uh, in theory a fun idea. In practice, I'm just like, I don't want to Windex the countertop. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> now that I don't have another roommate to count on that will clean the Well, the believe kitchen. me, I was not counting on roommates to clean. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> as pig, piggish as I am, they were even more piggish. Oh, there you go. Um, But yeah. Uh, it's so, just like uncomfortable you know at the end of the day let's be real guys beds are comfortable <laughs> fucking couches are not tables are not yeah it's why we sleep on them it's fun <laughs> it's the, the it's fun to switch it up though <laughs> yeah, i always think that it will be but it's i'm like i'm uncomfortable you know what i like we also don't have uh curtains in any of our rooms yet oh so. that's a problem yeah that also is a hindrance. So shower sex it is, which is the most <laughs> uncomfortable. Right. There's no comfortable way unless you weigh like three pounds and like you can just be lifted into his yes. arms and then like and then thrusted on. His. Yeah, I imagine that's nice. But <laughs> yeah, no luck with that. No, no, no luck with that. Um, But it's going good. Every, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's good. I mean, I wish that Ian didn't have opinions on things, but he does. <laughs> so whatever. I have to like run shower curtains by him and stuff but really yeah i know i'm like playing to a gender role why don't you can you just not <laughs> just, uh, just scratch your balls and watch football and don't care about interior design <laughs> that's how i felt when i was when, and when i was decorating our apartment too i was like oh can't you just like be the stereotypical dude and let me decorate everything and nick's like i'm an artist like i clearly <laughs> of course i'm gonna have opinions on like what my home looks like that i spend you know all this time in yeah, yeah which is fair but fair but annoying <laughs> it's always annoying to compromise in relationships isn't it i know this is the price we pay though for having men that are in touch with their feminine side we this is what we want i don't even know if it's a feminine <laughs> side i think it's just like in touch with their their like normal like why would <laughs> why wouldn't any I human know. care about what their surroundings look like That's like most true. probably do right yeah i don't even consider true. it a feminine it's society thing. that genders these things yeah right like caring about what your curtains and like bedspread look like like it shouldn't be a feminine thing that's just like a thing i don't know i know but i just want it to be so that i can make all the decisions <laughs> yeah. but yes um so yeah it's it's going well that's good how, how are you what are you up to i'm good okay so a few episodes ago we had jillian tarecki on you know i and remember she, and she talked about growing together remember that Yes. So it got it got me thinking. I was like, oh, man, I've been with Nick for eight years. I, I want to make sure we're doing this. Like, I want to make sure we're growing together. This is important. And, you know, over eight years, we've changed. We change a lot. And sure. like, I've found new interests. So I've gotten like, I was always into yoga, but I've gotten more into meditation and acupuncture. And there's all these other things I want to do. I, I want to be more politically active. I want to donate my time. I want to do these things. I want to do them with Nick. But, you know, he's got his own life. He's his own individual human being. He Another man with opinions oh, of his own. Another person oh. that's their own individual barf. <laughs> uh, but, you know, he he's working on podcast stuff and... You know, he's doing acting and yeah. he's painting and he's got his own interests that don't always align with mine. So I had this talk with him. First, I didn't I didn't approach it the best way. Let's just say I was like, <laughs> what do we have in common? Ugh. You need Jillian to, to mediate. Yeah, I did. I first approached it really badly. <laughs> like, like I was in hysterics. Like, I don't know if we have anything in common. He's like, what are you talking about? That's we have any, good. We have, oh, it was always perfect way. I, I clearly learn a lot from our 
from our amazing <laughs> experts that we have on the podcast. See, guys, we're learning too. <laughs> or not learning. Me, I was I was not at all learning about how to talk about things with your partner. And Nick's like, Nick was obviously very hurt. And he was like, what do you mean we don't have anything in common? We have an entire life together. Yeah, like, that's not something you want to hear from someone you're married to, I no, guess. No, not at all. And it's not true either. It was just like me being hysterical. And he's, you know, we watch... We have all of our TV shows we love to watch. We walk our dog every morning. We have an amazing life. We go to dinner all the time. Like, he, he's a perfect, he's my dream husband. And, and here I was crying like, I don't know if we have anything in common. I don't want to grow apart from you. It was more out of fear. I have like a constant sure. fear that like, that like, that like someone's going to like, run away from me oh my god but anyways but he, even though he makes me feel so secure anyways so nick being the ever sweet more mature person of the two of us he he like came to me very calmly and he was like i i see this is important to you so why don't we pick something that we can do together that's Aww. neither of our our like interests so it's not like me you know just doing something that's just his interest or him doing something that's that's just my interest so i think that's really smart isn't that smart and really sweet a good way to go about it a perfect compromise so do you want to guess what he suggested so it's something that neither of you have previously been interested in exactly i I have hunting no not hunting (laughs) no ew no not something that we imagine that we morally oppose (laughs) if nick was like let's get really into to bear hunting together never nick would never nick won't even kill a cockroach you've been here <laughs> i know yeah um cooking class i wonderful i mean the most cooking i've done is like blue apron yeah and, and so i wanted to like go he suggested going to a cooking class and i wanted to do that too and we found this really cool cooking class i'm very into like organic food and i've been like you know eating mostly vegan or really predominantly plant-based is what my friend Whitney English calls it. She's an amazing nutritionist and blogger. Whitney English, you should check out her stuff. <laughs> good plug. <laughs> good plug for my my pal Whitney. She's she's amazing and has a great Instagram account. Anyways, it's Whitney E <laughs> R D. Anyways, uh the cooking class we found is so cool. You go to a farmers market and you they teach you how to shop at a farmer's market, which is apparently something you need to be taught. But I realize yeah. I kind of don't know how to shop well, at a farmer's. I don't know. overwhelming. There's a lot of stuff. And I don't know most of the things. So I just end up buying like, oh, uh, honey. And yeah. This is an apple. I recognize it as an apple. Exactly. You just like buy the stuff that you know. Yeah. So they take you to a farmer's market and teach you how to shop at a farmer's market. You buy things and then you bring it back to their kitchen and they teach you how to cook things that you bought at the farmer's market. That's very cool. I feel like now, like, you guys, you know, you'll take what you learn. You could, like, make it your thing. You could, like, throw dinner parties and be like, oh, Nick and Laura, like, they're such good chefs. I mean, I'll probably still cater the dinner party. (laughs) (laughs) But he did did agree that we'll go to a cooking class together once a month. So we booked one for for this month, for December, to start. And and then we're going to see how it goes. And who knows? Maybe we'll end up, like, switching and... You know, I would like to do something like pottery, but he's an artist, so he's like barf, no way. <laughs> but he's not a, a pot- potterist. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so maybe he would be open to that. I think anything that involves art, he's just like that's my thing. Yeah. You know, like he 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 could make a pot if he wanted to. He's yeah. he'd be good at anything artsy. So anyways, so that's that's what's new with us. Uh I was inspired by our guest Jillian Tarecki. I didn't necessarily apply 
<laughs> her words of wisdom on how to discuss it accurately. But the, well, luckily, know, I have a partner who made the end results uh, pretty good. Yeah. You know, what? it's one thing to like hear the advice on the podcast, but I think it's really cool to see it in action. So keep us all updated, Laura. I will. Thank Let you, us Angela. Know how it goes. All right. I will keep you posted. You ready to talk about what's in the news? Yeah. What have you been reading about in the news? I was reading about why canceling plans is so satisfying. Jesus, it is, right? You it get like really excited is. for plans with a friend and then the friend cancels and you're like, oh my God, I have two hours to myself. Praise praise the Lord. It is amazing. Right, so this is a piece by Maggie Puniweska. It's from The Cut. Um, and she actually, she quoted John Mulaney and this is a quote that Ian and I always also bring up whenever plans get canceled. And he says, uh, in terms of instant relief, canceling plans is like heroin, such instant joy. Totally true. Totally true for those. Um, you probably know who John Mulaney is. Amazing comedian, oh, yeah, comedian, former SNL writer. Yeah. So, uh, so we all know it feels good, but we, I've never really thought about like, why, why does it feel good? So um, the first thing that she noted was she said social anxiety can play a role um, just because you choose canceling more than going out doesn't necessarily mean that you have social anxiety. But with social anxiety, you have a fear of being judged or rejected in social situations. So um, like going out can really like drain you. It really feels exhausting. When I was younger, my therapist diagnosed i don't know if diagnosed is the right word like said i had social anxiety disorder oh but like a probably like mild version of it i would never think of that really no see i think i can you is this something you can develop (laughs) i don't know (laughs) maybe i don't know but i think i might have developed that it is true like i was always a social person in situations that i was comfortable in but if it was like a social situation with new people it's like physically exhausting oh yes i don't like being around people i don't know yeah (laughs) or just like yeah like oh like any kind of like networking thing it's just like oh oh yeah it can be hard it's bad so anyway so that's that can be like one situation but even if you don't have social anxiety Every human, according to neurobiologist Amy Banks, somebody that she spoke to, uh, feels this way about social situations. And the difference is that if you have social anxiety, you'll feel distressed throughout, whereas other people, um, the worry, once you're there for a while and you get comfortable, the worry like dissipates. Mm, That's interesting. Yeah. So... Uh, another explanation is the joy of canceling is pretty straightforward. Some people's uh, schedules are just really demanding and flaking on plans is the easiest path to much needed downtime. Some people just like over schedule themselves and the only time they have like nights themselves is when they cancel plans last minute. Is It's hard when like if somebody is like, oh, hey, can you hang out this week? And you have a night free, but you're like, <laughs> you're looking at your calendar, you're like, that is my only night free. And you don't want to say... Like, no, I don't want to see you. I would rather be doing nothing. (laughs) So you're like, okay, that's stupid. I'm going to book the plans. But then as it's coming around, you just sometimes you you had a long day at work and you've just been like so packed. Yeah, I get it. Canceling plans probably feels so good. I try and do a checkered schedule. I know this is insane, but I literally like I do like every other day plans. Oh, that's good. And I try really hard not to do like on my off days. Does 
Does recording the podcast count as an on or an off day? It counts as an on day for sure. What? I am physically drained right now. What? You're no. taking all my social oh, cachet, God. whatever that word. Blame it on the podcast. <laughs> but okay, actually, you know, I'm a little different. I, I very rarely cancel plans. I guess for me, it's actually, I feel a lot of joy when other people cancel the plans on me. Yeah, well then, because that's that then gives you all the good stuff. Like you don't have to do anything, and the the yeah, I don't, I don't feel, feel the, bad. Yeah, I would rather go and hang. And normally, I once I'm there, I have an amazing time. It's more just like, oh wow, I have all of a sudden this like it's like a gift. All of a sudden, you have two hours of free time to yourself. Yeah. Although I did cancel plans on my friend the other day, I was just really in the zone with work. And I was supposed to go over to her house. And I was like, hey, is it okay? I'm like really in the zone with work. And she was so understanding. When you have like Because maybe she wanted you to cancel. Maybe she wanted (laughs) me to cancel. That's true. Maybe I was giving her the gift of canceling. That's true. Um, Uh, But usually when you cancel, then you got to like make another plan. And then that's like even more stressful to have something else on the calendar. That's true. They don't even get into that whole thing because that is a whole thing onto itself. Yeah. But there are a couple other reasons of why it feels good. Um. One other one is it might be more of a reflection of how you feel about that person that you're canceling on than it is a reflection on how you like canceling. So like some people can't just like admit that like there's certain people in their life they need to like let go. Oh, you hmm. know, I've gotten pretty good about that in my life. I really don't hang out with I've, you know, I did my whole thing where I was like, I was like trying to make new friends that I had mm-hmm. more in common with. And I did a pretty good job about that in the last year. Or last six I'm not months, good at, at it. I'm pretty bad at it. You are? Yeah. You have people you need to weed out? Yeah. Am I one of them? No. Oh, thank God. <laughs> that was close. <laughs> that was close. I thought this was your way of telling me. I just can't get away from you. We just keep recording these podcasts. All right. <laughs> um, but okay, so the final uh, theory for why it feels good I thought was actually pretty spot on. So she said, um, when... Uh, it's somebody that you rarely see face to face and it's mostly somebody that you like text with or you communicate with through social media. It can be like stressful when you're about to see them face to face for the first time in a while because you're like, you're not used to carrying on like a conversation without having like a break in between. Oh, that's interesting. Which like that I totally, cause like there's people that I love that like that I used to work with and stuff that were always like, we should get together. We should get together. But then it's kind of awkward when we do get together because we can't sustain like a whole like 45 minute conversation. So yeah, I totally get it. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I see. I, I, this all makes sense. It does. It, it feels good. Either canceling plans or being canceled on, except when you got to reschedule. I'll put in that (laughs) caveat. So yeah, just, just enjoy the hive canceling for now. Yeah. Try and not worry about the other stuff. Uh, what are you reading about, Laura? So I'm reading press releases. Oh, okay. <laughs> I I got a book sent to our podcast office. Oh, yes. It's the I Museum saw. of Broken Relationships. I thought I would do this as our news story because it is news that a book is coming out. Um, it Well, it came out November 14th, 2017, so a little less than a month ago. The Museum of Broken Relationships it is an amazing, gorgeous book that is just so relevant to our podcast. So it was started by two former lovers who wanted a way to commemorate their relationship after it ended, and they couldn't bear to simply throw away objects that meant so much during their relationship. So they started this Museum of Broken Relationships. And we actually that- read a news story on the museum. We did, a long time ago. Yeah, there's like an actual museum 
it's it's crazy. And now they have received anonymous submissions from thousands of people over the years. And they just released a book that has some objects. So I thought that we could read some of Ooh. some of these objects. Okay. Okay. So so I marked a couple that I like in the book. So the book it basically is like giant, beautiful pictures of random ass objects, like literally random, like shoes, pieces of paper, like pictures. This is an African stone house, an <laughs> antique watch, a piece of candy, classic coffee table, yeah, type stuff. This is total coffee table book. And then and then it has a story of of the breakup. Mm. So this one is a tiny piece of paper, and the and like written in handwrite handwriting says, "Pay attention to me." Which is so good. Okay. Setting. What so is the story there? So the relationship lasted from 2001 to 2009 in Los Angeles. And this is what the person said. I am an artist. And when my girlfriend and I lived together, she would get antsy for my attention when I was working in the other room. One day when I was painting in our room, she came in and slid me a tiny piece of paper that said, pay attention to me. Oh I God. found it maybe two years after we broke up. And it's been in the, wow. cha- and it's been in the change compartment of my car ever since. Isn't that funny? I would like to hope that they learned their lesson from that. I know. Oh, who learned the lesson? Which person? The person not paying attention. I guess, but that's so passive aggressive. Like I related to this because Nick's an artist and he'd be painting in the other room. I would never slip him a piece of paper that says pay attention to me. That's so weird. I think. Okay. This other one is a book and it says the number one bestseller, I Can Make You Thin by Paul McKenna. <laughs> and oh, no. the relationship was four years long. And this is what the person said. This was a present from my ex-fiance. <gasps> need, I, need I really continue? Wow. That I one. can't even imagine. Can't even imagine. That one's horrible. Okay. So this one is a hat and it's got like little stripes. It kind of looks like a fedora, but not, yeah. not really. Um, this one doesn't say how long the relationship lasted. It just says 2000. So maybe less than a year. <laughs> she always called it that the boyfriend hat. She she said she liked it because it looked like a man's hat, but it really suited her. I only found it two weeks ago and it was her boy. I only found out two weeks ago that it was her boyfriend's hat and she was still sleeping with him. Ooh. Yeah. There was actually a play called The Motherfucker with the Hat. Really? That, yeah. That had a similar plot line. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if it was inspired by this person. Yeah. Um, okay. Do you want me to read one more? Sure. Yes. All right. Oh, I'm trying to decide which one. Okay, so, um, all right, I'm going to do this one. It's a wooden spoon, and it engraved in the wooden spoon says the word danger. Okay. And the relationship lasted from December to July of 2015. On the night we met, he told me his nickname was Danger. Since he loved to cook with a wooden spoon, I bought him this custom left-handed spoon, which left-handed i didn't even know that spoons came left-handed or right-handed did you no i didn't especially not wooden spoons me neither i i still don't really understand how it's a left-handed spoon it just looks like a fucking spoon (laughs) anyways uh i bought him this custom left-handed spoon that says danger estimated 1 7 1987 his birthday he cheated and left long before it was finished and shipped to me never used still dangerous uh, she should have known. Whose nickname is Danger? That is so douchey. So douchey, right? It's pretty bad. Danger with the wooden spoon. I know. Uh, do you want me to read one more? Yes. Okay. These are a pair of white dress shoes. It doesn't say how long their relationship was. 
She tried to impose her fashion sensibilities on me. I hate white shoes. I hate white dress shoes. They're part of a culture that will forever be alien to me. I am just glad that I don't have to occasionally wear them to keep her happy anymore. I have to say (laughs) they are very ugly shoes. They're so ugly. But like, I so many questions. They remind me of Pee Wee Herman. White dress shoes will always remind me of Pee Wee Herman. Agreed. And also... I love that he was like, I have to occasionally wear them to keep her happy. That's what kept her happy was Maybe. wearing white, ugly white dress shoes. I mean, we no all wonder have our, there were problems. our clothing hangups with our significant others. That's but. true. I always try to like push my my things on Nick, but I'm like, that's what girlfriends do. Or, well, I'm a wife now. I still I still <laughs> think I'm a girlfriend <laughs> after <laughs> two, two plus years of being married. I'm like, that's what wives do is we're supposed to dress our husbands. Again, we're supporting gender roles. We have to stop. It stops with us. It stops with us. We keep doing it. We don't want our men to decorate the house. We want them to dress how we want. Oh, what is wrong with us? We need to stop it. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so, yeah, that's the the Museum of Broken Relationships book. And you guys can can get it if you if you want it on your coffee table. <laughs> if you feel like being depressed. <laughs> no, it's it can, it, yeah, no, it's actually so parts are very funny. There are some really funny parts. <laughs> there are some depressing ones. But, you know, that's... You, you that's, need that for a good mix. The, yeah, that's how breakups go. All right, we are about to jump into the mailbox. But first, let's take a moment to thank some of our sponsors. We would like to thank our sponsor, Blue Apron. Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. By this point, you guys know what Blue Apron is. They give you those fresh ingredients, everything you need to make a delicious meal, and then they give you a beautiful printed out recipe with pictures and like play-by-play. It's amazing. Yeah, I appreciate the pictures because it. Uh, I like to have a good presentation. I like to know how to plate my meal as well as cook it. And uh, so I just copy the picture and then it looks beautiful. A hundred percent. I'm a very visual person. Just reading things doesn't really always compute in my little brain. No, we need we need pictures like kindergartners. Yeah. And they also explain everything. So, so great. And the food, the food is insane. The food is so good. Yeah. As you guys may have heard, I moved recently and my oven wasn't working for a week and I was like tweaking missing my blue apron I was like where's my blue apron I can't cook it some of the food they have creamy tomato pasta with mushrooms and collard greens that one looks like my favorite they also have baked tilapia and creamy kale with fregola sarde pasta Yum, yum, yum. Yeah, and there's a whole variety of food. That's why we love it. You choose from a variety of new recipes each week or you let Blue Apron's culinary team surprise you. Recipes are not repeated within a year, so you'll never get bored. They're flexible. You can customize your recipes each week based on your preferences. Blue Apron has several delivery options, so you can choose what fits your needs. And there's no weekly commitment, so you only get deliveries when you want them. It's easy Each meal comes with step-by-step, easy-to-follow recipe cards, pre-portioned ingredients, and pictures. Like we said, we need them because we're children. And they can be prepared in 40 minutes or less. It's all fantastic. Blue Apron is treating This Is Why Your Single Listeners to their first dinner, a $30 value, if you visit blueapron.com slash single. So check out this week's menu and get your $30 off with free shipping at blueapron.com slash single. Blue Apron, a A better better way way to cook. cook. We would like to thank our sponsor, Away Luggage. Away Luggage is just the most beautiful, practical, sleek, amazing luggage. It was founded by two friends from New York who found themselves at JFK with dead phones, delayed flights, and a bright idea. 
luggage with power. Thus, the Away carry-on was born. You can charge your phone with the luggage. Uh, yeah, I have one of their carry-on bags. They have two different sizes of carry-ons, by the way. But both of them, um, you can charge your cell phones, tablets, e-readers, like any chargeable thing. It's really, really cool. It's powered by um, a USB cord. That's amazing. Yeah. A single charge of the Away carry-on will charge your iPhone up to five times. So you're going to be good for a while. I am actually really proud of my Away bag because my old suitcase like had a wheel falling off and like scratches and like Away bags are sturdy and they have 360 wheels so you can like wheel them around without it being clunky. It's just freaking amazing. Some other key design features. All the suitcases are made with premium German polycarbonate. That's very lightweight and bends never breaks. The interior features a patent-pending compression system, helpful for overpackers like Uh, like me me and Laura. Yep. Um, They're, like I said, they have the four 360-degree spinner wheels, which guarantee a smooth ride if you're clumsy like myself. They also have TSA-approved combination lock built into the top of the bag to prevent theft. There's removable washable laundry bags that keep dirty clothes separate from clean clothes. Which oh, is, that that I need. Normally, I just stuff my undies into like a little section of the suitcase and they mix with the clean undies and just... It's a problem. It's traumatic. So this fixes that problem. Um, another great thing, free shipping. Free shipping on any away order within the US. It's fantastic. And they have a lifetime warranty. If anything breaks, they will fix or replace it for life. And we are hooking it up for $20 off a suitcase. All you got to do is visit awaytravel.com slash single and use our promo code single during checkout. And guys, it's the perfect time right now. Holidays are happening. Away bags and accessories make for the perfect gift with their lifetime guarantee and 100-day trial. So there's a perfect size and color for everyone on your list this holiday season. You can also grab an Away gift card if you can't make up your mind. We already had one of our listeners email us saying she was getting Away luggage for a bunch of her people. So you guys can do it too. $20 off a suitcase. Visit awaytravel.com slash single and use our promo code single during checkout. Angela, what do we have in the mailbox this week? Some fun stuff. Yes, we do. We're doing a bunch of really funny messages that we got from different listeners. Horrible messages, horrifying messages, and funny. All the above. Yeah, I, I don't know who these people are that are messaging you guys, but thank you for the material. Yes, yeah, so you guys sent us a bunch of messages, and there were so many. We, we picked three of them to read today. We're also going to do a listener question, and... We're going to role play this for you because it's mm-hmm. it's just you and I this week. So we're like, let's do a little more than we usually do. Yeah. We're yeah. Gonna, we're giving you a little extra. <laughs> a little extra fun. All right. Okay. I'm going to play the guy. Okay. So um, this first message is from our listener, Katie. Yes. Shout out to Katie. Yeah. And apologies to Katie. <laughs> All right. So you play the guy. I'll play Katie. I'm playing Corey. Yes. Small chin you got there. What the fuck, Corey? What's what with that? What's your beef with chins? No beef. I prefer a small chin to a big masculine one. <laughs> oh my God. I think my chin is pretty normal. Nah, it's definitely not. But that doesn't mean anything bad at all. Do you have any trouble wearing a helmet? You're really rude. Not the way to get a girl interested in you. Oh, we're just having fun, Katie. It's just hard to joke around though. Text, I guess. Has making fun of a girl's face ever worked for you in the past? I wouldn't recommend it going forward. Yeah. Usually they say it doesn't look that way in person and ask me to meet up to prove it to me. (laughs) 
Hope that keeps working for you. Well, you're the one that'll make that determination, winky face. Oh my God, get the fuck out of here, Corey. But then I was so sad because when she, when Katie emailed us, she wrote, by the way, my chin is not small, right? I'm, I'm also including a picture of myself <laughs> to prove that it's not, which you didn't need to do, but, but just for the record, Katie, no, your chin is 100% normal. Corey's a freak. And even if it wasn't normal, this is not an appropriate way to talk to a woman. I will say, though, even though Corey's clearly a maniac, I do think he meant it as a compliment. Like, really? Because he was like, I prefer small chins to big masculine ones. Yeah. But then he asked if she has trouble putting on a helmet, which is like, all right, what the fuck is your deal, dude? Yeah, that's well, that's where I think that just means that he's not good at making jokes. Yeah. He's like, oh, I guess it's like over text. It's like, no, tech. Texting has literally nothing to do do with this, Corey. It's just like you don't know how to talk to other human beings. Yeah. So, uh, I'm sh- yeah. Your chin is fine, Katie. Corey <laughs> just has something wrong with his brain in his what's behind his chin. Yeah, your chin's okay. <laughs> his brain is not. All right. Next one. Who do we have a message from? This is from Diana. All right. I, I always like playing the guys. So I'll okay. I'll, play, I'll be Ryan. So this is mid combo, by the way. Haha, <laughs> yeah, are you curvy? Sounds like we may be looking for different things on here. You want a relationship? I want you to sit on my face, though. Classy. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> What's your success rate with that line anyway? Zero for one so far. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> Shocker. Oh, uh, you know, that that phrase, I want you to sit on my face, I feel like gets used a lot. It's so old. Come on, be original. And yeah, and don't it never say goes it anyway. Over well. <laughs> no, don't say on that. Who and like like that's not even really like like <laughs> You would suffocate. You would suffocate <laughs> if that's like really how it went down. I mean, I know what you mean, but But still. That's still, I have to say, so far, Katie, Diana, I'm a big fan of how you both handled these situations. I mean, for me, I probably would have just stopped talking completely, but it's a lot more entertaining when you yeah. answer. <laughs> okay it makes the screen the screenshots way more fun when you answer but anyway all right this next one's a long one but one of the funniest exchanges i think we've ever gotten so this is from our listener caitlin yeah and laura's gonna play the the unnamed dude yes that just this is not on a dating app he just texted her phone right well hello there good looking how are you doing would you care to chat darling who the fuck is this i think i have the wrong number unless you're single lol I think you do. Can you tell me who gave you this number? I got another random text like this last night, which makes me think it's not a coincidence. Who texted you last night? Some random dude. What was he looking for? I'm looking for a relationship. Do you party or something? Do you party or something? Do you party or something? (laughs) I think he thought that text wasn't going through. (laughs) Uh, At this point, you don't know if I'm a dude. Send me a pic, please. I think one of my friends is pranking me. Just tell me where you got my number. Why would one of your friends be pranking you? Because pranks are funny. I think we met at a party, but not sure. Not when they hurt people. Send pics, please. This isn't hurting anyone, and I'm not sending you pics. I'm not interested in you. What is this number saved as in your phone? As my cutie. Are you not single? (laughs) What do you think this person looks like? Brownish long hair, sexy, curvy, about 5'7". Who the fuck is this? Are you not single? This is Jay. When did you get this number? There is zero chance I gave you this number in the last month. There is a minor chance I gave it to you during the month before that. (laughs) Which is so funny. (laughs) 
uh, last month and just worked you. Oh, here he spelling error. Last month and just worked up courage to message you. Pick please. Unhappy face. Question mark. No fucking way, dude. Why not? Question mark. Question mark. So. I don't get to get to know you. You snooze, you lose, man. I'm not single anymore, and I waited to tell you that so I could figure out what your deal was, which is reason enough, but I'm feeling generous, so I'll give you the other reasons. Your opening line was super creepy. Way too forward for a first text to someone whose number you got over a month ago. Asking for pictures multiple times. Also fucking creepy, dude. You also don't remember where you met me. I very rarely go to parties. It had to have been a bar, and maybe I would remember if you did didn't wait so fucking long to text me. Why did you think that would work? Also, your grammar is terrible. How long have you not been single? (laughs) (laughs) So if I would have texted you right away, I would have had a chance with you. Yeah, dude, a way better chance. I've been dating this guy for two months, but we've only been exclusive for about a month, maybe a few weeks. I like how she's acting like this random internet stranger or not even like, like why is, why is this conversation still happening? Because, because for this podcast. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So I lost out now or can I maybe change your mind or no? Wow, dude. No, I have a boyfriend and you're being a creep. I don't even remember what you look like, let alone why I gave you my number. Because you wanted to get to know me. But I'll leave you alone. And And scene. (laughs) (laughs) That was insane. That was so good. Thank you for continuing to write back to that freak so that we could read it on the podcast. (laughs) I just, I keep, he didn't know who she was. She didn't know who he was. Nobody knew who each other were. two total strangers who had no idea what the other one looked like. And he was like (laughs) in, in love with her. I mean, I wouldn't go that far. He wanted some <laughs> he sexy pics. He wanted some sexy pics and like he didn't remember. He's like, oh, I got he, pro- he maybe he really did save her number and his phone is my cutie. And he's like, damn, I guess I never texted this girl. I, I have no idea who she is. I but know she's cute, but she must be cute. I need to like reach out. And then that conversation happened. Um, but I like how she's like, she, she oh, was, yeah, she you, was actually you really had nice. a good chance if <laughs> I didn't have my boyfriend like really really yeah have? i think that was a little generous of her to say she he would have had a chance but i think her point was is like if you and this is like a good you know note for for anybody asking for anybody's number if you get the number you really you got like you know three days a week tops yes. to message the person you can't get a, someone's number and then reach back out like one or two months later that is 100 percent true and there's many things that went wrong in that conversation but going back to the beginning the beginning of time that's where it initially went wrong yeah uh, but thank you thank you for sharing that thank you so much all right we have a listener question that we're also gonna read so much content <laughs> so tonight much content uh angela what do we have from the mailbox okay our question this week is from our listener allison allison writes my boyfriend c and i have been seeing each other since july 2016 we've never talked about marriage for us but in the past i'd mentioned that i never saw myself getting married a few weeks ago we were reviewing the work plan he received from his dentist that will take more than a year and fifteen thousand dollars to complete damn his teeth were messed up yeah, i know I, that's why i'm scared to go to the dentist i'm afraid i'm gonna have the same shit going on but anyway your teeth have to be really messed up to have fifteen thousand dollars of work i, I mean i mean right. i guess like a what's it called when you have a cavity that gets really bad a really bad cavity i don't know 
Nick, what's it called? When you have a cavity that gets bad, you had one of Producer these. Nick. Producer Nick. A root canal. A root canal. Root canals can be very expensive. Maybe but C needs a root canal. But I don't think that maybe multiple root canals. Anyways. Anyway, C does not have dental coverage. And without even stopping to think, I offered to marry him and put him in my amazing insurance plan. Okay. Well, you can get a domestic partnership, right? And you don't have to get married. But anyway, we'll get to that. Um, we've been joking. Oh, legal, legal beagle well, because, Angela. Because I have really bad insurance and Ian and I have talked about that. <laughs> Fun fact. Oh, okay. All right. We'll, get um, All right, we'll finish this and we'll get into that. Yeah. So uh, we've been joking about it since, but I want him to know how serious I am. Last night, I sat with him for hours just holding a hot water bottle to his cheek all because of the pain he was in from putting off the work because of the cost. I really never saw myself getting married for love's sake, but when I saw him in pain like that, it confirmed that I want to make our running joke our new reality. I already want to spend the rest of my life with him, um, and if we have to put it on paper to make his quality of life better, then we do. I guess that is love, huh? Before I sit down, before I sit him down and tell him just how serious I am, I wanted a little reality check from the experts. Am I out of my damn mind? First of all, I don't know if we're experts. We we like to say we give best friend advice for those out there. Yeah. We're not therapists and uh, we're not lawyers either <laughs> when it comes to the legal aspect. But but Angela maybe did some research. So what do I know? Well, yeah. I mean, I it's a similar thing. It's like uh, if your domestic partners, I believe I haven't. We I don't know. I'm going by what I've heard. But uh, I think you're. Oh, intact. this is a lot of hearsay. I know. I know. But I believe that uh, if you are domestic partners with somebody, then you can also use their insurance. So you don't even need to get married. All right. So I just Googled it. Can domestic partners be added to health insurance? Yes. You may also try and ask your employer to add domestic partner benefits to your company health insurance plan using the data discussed above in the article that I have not read. Statistically, <laughs> it will not cost them much more, if anything. The coverage for domestic partners can be added to most employee health benefit plans very easily. This is an article from TheBalance.com, July 25th, 2017, so relatively recently. So... Yeah, I guess you're right. You don't need to get married, but that that's kind of sad because it sounds like it sounds like she actually wants to get married, and maybe it does. Maybe like her identity. You know, when you identify so long as the type of person that's like, oh, I don't ever want to get married. I'm like a no marrying type of person that like can get kind of like ingrained in your head, and that's like your identity. And then when all of a sudden your your viewpoint on that changes, maybe because you've met the right person and you realize, you know what, maybe I do kind of want the like symbolic paperwork aspect right. of it. Cause it can be marriage can be a lot of little hard for people to like justify like what's the reason like I'm in a committed relationship we trust each other why do we need the paperwork I mean the reason is exactly the kind of stuff that she's talking about in this email it's like she says she wants to spend her life with this guy and if you're going to spend your life with somebody like just the legal documents involved with marriage make it all a little easier a little well easier yeah in some in some ways I guess For health stuff health and, stuff maybe owning property probably yeah. and um yeah, just the, definitely the legal aspect. And and I, I do think for some people, they think they don't care about the symbolic aspect of marriage. But then but then sometimes for some people, they realize that, that they do. I, and I, reading between the lines, that's the sense I'm getting yeah. from Allison. I think it would be one thing if she was like, 
I'm not so sure about this guy, like, but I, you know, I care about him and I want to help him out with his dental work and I'm going to marry him. I'd be like, that would be a little crazy. I'd be like big effing no. Right. But like you want to spend your life with him. You said you love him. Like, I don't know. I think you're getting married for the the right reasons. They've been together a year and a half, which is a significant amount of time. I mean, we waited like five years, but, but it's different for everybody. I I have a friend getting married deeply in love. Now they have a kid on the way and they knew each other for like three months. So anyways, a year and a half, I think. I don't advocate that, but you know, sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. A year and a half is, is a good amount of time, I think. Right. Yeah. It sounds like, yeah, they, do they live together? Does it say that they live together? I don't know. She's caring for him though. I do sort of think it's important that you live together before you make that kind of commitment with somebody. I still go back and forth with it. I lived with Nick, you know, but but I also think there's something to be said about like when you're married and then you move in, it really does feel more like you're you're bringing your life together. And then if you have disagreements sure. and stuff. But I also think you you learn a lot about each other when you live together and like your opinion of whether or not you could spend your life with that person could change. Yeah. Yeah, it's possible. I also think maybe when you're married, though, then you're you like you know you're in it for the long haul so you're gonna like work through things more you just like approach fights a little differently yeah at least that's been my experience i don't know but but it worked out for me and i lived with nick so what who am i to like (laughs) be the who am i to be the debater on the other side of the table well you know what we have lots of bits of advice for you but ultimately your question is are you out of your damn mind and i think we agree no no you're being very you're actually being very rational very rational logical yeah i mean a lot of people approach marriage just from the like fairy tale point of view and that's honestly less rational than you agreed i think like a lot of a lot of marriage is the paperwork and legal aspect of it and that has to be taken into account just as much as the whole like we're in love and our hearts become one blah (laughs) blah blah like that that's beautiful and all and that should be a part of it or can be a part of it but but that's not that's not the whole thing. When it comes to marriage, when you're in that courtroom and you're signing all the paper, it's a lot of paperwork. It's the paperwork yeah. part of the fairy tale. But you know what? Just know you have the domestic partnership thing as a backup option. So True. you have options here. Yeah, you do. Um, we hope that was helpful. As we said, we give only best friend advice. <laughs> we are your... Sometimes big sister advice. Yeah, we are your we BFF. We have some age BSs. on some of you guys. We have what? Age on some of you guys. Oh, God. We're millennials. Come We're on We're millennials, now. but you know. Anyway, uh, if you guys want your listener questions answered or if you have funny text messages from an app that you want to share, like the gems we read tonight, you can email us at contact at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. If you are emailing us questions, please, please try to keep it concise because we can only read them so long on the podcast and then we have to cut them down and we might be cutting out stuff that you want in there and we're not it's it's hard for us to cut them down so if you can keep it to one shortish paragraph of of the issue that that helps us out and makes it easier for us to to read your question on the podcast anyways you can also find all of our contact info on our website at this is why your single show.com now let's dive in to our reason of the week this week's reason is falling too fast. Yes, I hear this so much from my friends where they go on a couple of dates with a guy and then they're just so invested so fast. Do you find this too? Yes, totally. And I, a big part of it I remember when I was dating was I would go on one date with somebody and then all my friends would be like, oh, let me see pictures of him. Oh my God, he's so cute. Like, And then like you would try and be like, 
oh, well, he does this and like he would get along with your boyfriend and you would like already start like seeing your future with him. Yeah. And then you get invested in the future with this person. You get your friends invested in the future and like you've been on one date. So I think a big part of it is you just have to like stay in the present. I am so guilty of this because my mind always thinks like 20 steps ahead, like always. Mm -hmm. And I kind of can't help but do that because you get the butterflies, which are the best feelings in the world. But those kind of happen before you really know somebody. And you just have to remind yourself in those very early stages that you need to let somebody earn your feelings. Like you may have the butterflies, but just know like the butterflies are really not the, they're not the rational, logical part of your brain. Like you may be feeling those butterflies, but, but just remember like, do you, does this person really deserve your feelings? You got to like get to know them better. Like take, take a deep breath, stay in the moment, like slow down. You know, it's like, you can't put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah, it's true. And like, nobody's saying like play games, like, you know, don't, don't like try and act a different way than you feel, but like edit, edit what comes out of your mouth. Oh, I like that. <laughs> you know, I like that editing. Yes. Edit, edit everything. Edit the actions. Yeah. I like that. It's like not playing games. I'm just editing. Exactly. You're never lying. You're just, you see, they have to earn some of the information in your brain. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay to get excited about people, but, you know, before you're like planning out your whole future. I do have to say there was one thing that Nick said to me where he was thinking like a few steps ahead that I got really excited about because I was yeah. trying so hard to play it cool when I first met him but I couldn't help it and we had one friend in common and I was just always texting her and calling her to ask like you got to tell me everything you know about this guy because I just I was like head over heels pretty quickly and she was she was actually oh so frustrating though but on reflection she was like it was good she was like I'm not telling you anything. Really? And I was like, you fucking bitch. Like, tell me everything you know about him. And she's like, no, you need to chill out. You need to chill out and let things happen organically. And I always kept in my mind, like, and once she said the word organically, like that really, that really worked for me. She probably did you a really big favor. She really did. It drove me nuts. I was like, you're not a good friend. Like, oh, you have to tell me everything you know. But telling me to like, let everything happen organically really really stuck with me and it really helped me to slow down so i hope me telling you listeners you know if using the word organically helps to like let the relationship happen organically or if editing like what angela suggests helps if either of those words resonate with you <laughs> I, I hope they do because I, I i tried to slow down oh but what i was yeah. gonna say was there was one thing we were like a few months into our relationship at that point which is when you really start to kind of get to know people a little bit more mm -hmm. and he was like this is good for the holidays too. He was like, he was in the, we were in the subway. He's like, all of a sudden start smiling. I'm like, what, what are you smiling at? And he's like, oh, I just realized you're Jewish. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. He's like, that means you can come home for Christmas with me. And like Christmas was like six months away. So it was like really, really far away. It was longer away than we had been together. You know, like we had only been together maybe, maybe three months. And, and it was like pretty far away. And I, I was like, yeah. And I tried, I tried so hard. I was like, organically, organically, like play it cool, play it cool. But in my head, I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. He's talking about the future. But I also think like three months in a conversation between the two of you, like that is okay. Like you can, you're allowed to get excited about that. But it's, if you're like a month in and you're fantasizing on your own about like, oh my God, we're going to like spend Christmas together because like he's Jewish. And, and I wonder if we'll, that's we'll go when to, you get yourself yeah. in trouble because that's then true. you're like, you're like thinking you're making things way more serious in your head than 
And you're it like, is. I wonder what kind of trip we could do for New Year's. And like, yeah. yeah. Like you just got to be present. Be present yeah. in the moment. Organically and edit. On that note, it is time for our Reason of the Week Breakdown. For centuries, women and men alike have been falling too fast and too hard, so often that it has inspired countless songs about the issues. I'm going to test Angela's musical mastery in a game we call Music Mastery. Music Mastery. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Are you ready to play? I'm so ready. I'm going to read you lyrics of a song. I won't sing them because that would give it away. (laughs) And you have to guess the artist that sings this song about falling too fast. Are you ready? I'm ready. Don't stop. No, I'll never give up and I'll never look back. Just hold your head up. And if it gets rough, it's time to get rough. They keep saying, don't stop. No one's ever enough. I'll never look back. Never give up. And if it gets rough, it's time to get rough. Oh, but now I'm falling, 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 falling. Is, wait, I feel like this is wrong, but is this New Kids on the Block? Not even close. No. <laughs> this is it. Wait, wait, isn't it like, don't stop, never give up? Is that it? <laughs> Maybe that's a different song. <laughs> but this is ha- from Haim. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying their name right, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. The cool Haim. They're so cool. I don't even want to make sure I'm saying their name right. The Haim sisters are the coolest. They're BFFs with T-Swift. Okay, well, I could not have been more wrong. So <laughs> I'm definitely more of a movie than a music person. <laughs> All right. Well, I think you're going to get this next one. All right. I keep on falling in and out of love with you. Sometimes I love you. Sometimes you make me blue. Sometimes I feel good. <laughs> At times I feel used. Loving you, darling, makes me so confused. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Wait, what? It sounds familiar. I keep on falling. Oh, in oh, and oh, out. oh, thank you. Okay, Alicia Keys. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. I need you to get to that hook. <laughs> All right, number three. Fallen slowly, eyes that know me, and I can't go back. Moods that take me back and erase me, and I'm painted black. You have suffered enough and warned and warred with yourself. It's time that you won. Um, that sounds like the poetry of Kanye West. That would be a. <laughs> That's Glenn Hansard. Oh, isn't that your song? I the what? falling song. Is it falling? Oh, falling slowly. Yes. Are those the lyrics? Those are the lyrics. I just know the part where he says, "Falling slowly." <laughs> I was gonna say that's your song. Yeah, that's just- yeah. I only know the the the. The title of the song. I've never heard. I've never even heard that song. Oh, it's but it's you sing the, it all the time, the, so I I picked that one, thinking you would at least know that one. Yeah, it's kind of like a sleepy time song. It's very chill. So maybe by the time he hits like the verses, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> maybe I don't know. You're always talking about the falling slowly, Glenn Hansard song. Yeah, from, I never even heard of this guy from, from once. I just it's from once. Yeah, I know. It's a good movie. It's yeah. He sells vacuums. Anyway. That's an Angela movie. All right. You ready for the next one? Uh, yes. Fire and ice. This love is like fire and ice. This love is like rain and blue skies. This love is like sun on the rise. This love got me rolling the dice. Don't let me lose. Still falling for you. Still falling for you. Justin Bieber. <laughs> that would be Ellie Golding. Oh, same thing. Yeah. 
This is the worst I've ever done on a This Is Why You're Single game. I'm sorry. No, this is good. All right. It's challenging. Challenging. All right. We got two more for you. Ready? Okay. I've fallen out of favor and I've fallen from grace. Fallen out of trees and I've fallen on my face. Fallen out of taxis, out of windows too. Fell in your opinion when I <gasps> fell in love with you. Oh. Oh. Is it is it LFO? No? No. But you I know what this is. What is it? You seemed so sure. Okay, I'll give you a hint. They performed at Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds' wedding. I have no idea. I wish I didn't know that celebrity <laughs> trivia. That was from my days working at celebrity magazines. Florence and the Machine. Oh, you know, you the, you, the way you recited it made it sound a little more like a rap. I know. I'm doing more but like yes, spoken, like, spoken word. Oh, you know, guys, I love Florence and the Machine. I, I love know. it. I, know. I love her. Yeah. Love them, her love them. and them, Florence and yes. the machine. And I like that song. Just, Sorry, I kind of probably ruined that song. The, the remix. The remix by Laura Lane wasn't up to par. Okay, we got one more. I think you're going to get this one. Okay. And I'm a bad boy because I don't even miss her. And I'm a bad boy for breaking her heart. <laughs> and I'm free, free falling. Yeah, I'm free, uh, free falling. R.I.P. Tom Petty, right? Going out with the wind. <laughs> oh. It's a good one. Good job, Angela Spera. All right, you got the last one. That's all that really matters. <laughs> yeah. you, you got another one in there somewhere. I'm sure. It's all blur. <laughs> well, I remember. I hope we hope we've cleared up this week's reason because that is it for this week's This Is Why You're Single podcast. Angela, I had so much fun with you. We should do more. Just us two, Laura, Angela bonding. I think we might. We might do that. Uh, check out our book. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and our audiobook is available on Audible if you want us to read it to you. Yep. And you can get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors. For full list of sponsors and codes, check out our podcast page at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. We're also on social media and we've been tweeting up a storm, guys. We make memes and all that fun stuff. So you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at your single show. You can follow our personals. I am at Sparadactyl. I'm at Laura Lane Rad on Instagram and I'm at Laura Lane on Twitter, but I'm kind of taking a little bit of a break. I had a little, a little Twitter meltdown. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? You could be president then. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, I have since deleted that tweet because I was getting harassed by the internet. So whatever. It's a long story. Tweet at her if you want to hear the story. No, I'm not even going to tell you. All right. Slide I'll into her DM. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I was Ryan Seacrest's intern when I was in college and I wrote an article about him. And that's pretty much it. My article won the Rolling Stone College Journalism Contest. I tweeted these simple facts in a link to the article. But because he's well, been... Well, this was after he was... Accused, accused of some of- stuff. And uh, anyways, the internet didn't like my article. <laughs> Whatever. They got mad at me. I deleted it. I'm getting social media anxiety. Uh, anxiety. So just, just don't even follow my Twitter. <laughs> I hate Twitter and I hate the internet. Oh, that was the best social media plug I've heard. In the whole time of us doing just, this show. Just follow us your single show. All all I want to tweet about is dating right now. Well, follow my Twitter. <laughs> at Sferodactyl. She's funny. Nothing too it. controversial yet. It but wasn't who knows? fucking controversial and it went like viral. Anyways, uh, that's it for this week's show. <laughs> We're a mess, you guys. <laughs> but hey, 
like and subscribe to us on iTunes anyway. And thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. Bye. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba 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 ba. That was a headgum podcast.